0: Welcome to the Bromley Adult Education College digital drop-in podcast, getting you back to work with confidence.
1: I'm Jill Collier, and welcome to episode 15 of the Digital Drop-In Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Charles Tapping. After retiring from a professional career eight years ago, Charles wanted some part-time work and has extended his skills to include sales and has now moved on to working in the educational and indeed the hospitality sector. Charles is working on an ad hoc basis in one of our local schools as an invigilator. So I think we'll start there, Charles. Hello. Hello. Um, So I know you do various little jobs to to keep your brain active and to keep your body active and, and dare I say, earn a little bit of pin money along the way. I'm so interested in a lot of the di- different things you do, Charles, but could you explain um, what you know, how you got this job as a, in a local school as an invigilator? What even does that mean? So how did you get this job to begin with?
0: A friend of mine who used to work in the same profession as I did worked at that school and he introduced me and informed me about what was involved in being an invigilator. I hadn't really considered it, but it enabled me to earned some extra money, as I say, in order to pursue my sales career.
1: Lovely, and so you heard of this job by chance, really? Yep. Um, although, if you get the taste for it, if you um, if you go online and and look for invigilator jobs in the London Borough of Bromley, um, I don't say they all come up in the London Borough of Bromley. Sometimes it's just within London as well, but there are plenty of jobs out there because of its very nature, it's not a full-time job and it is ad hoc, exactly. um, there, is, there is many positions available. So what is required of an invigilator? Uh,
0: effectively you've got to be responsible, you've got to turn up on time, uh, be reasonably organised to a degree that there is a need to have some level of knowledge about IT at the school I work at right. because they have a large um, SEN department and they have a large SEN department and consequently some of them have additional services right. they have uh, access to laptops or what they call Claro Read uh, but there's additional yes. training in relation to you can be a reader a scribe but effectively you're there to manage the exam process for children and ensure that a level of discipline an order is mm-hmm. kept and they are given the right opportunity to hopefully successfully pass the exams
1: yes so i think that's the key to it some people will never have heard of an invigilator so no. it basically is somebody that oversees an exam yep and they have to have no knowledge about that subject i.e if it's a subject in french you shouldn't really be able to interact and give them answers to the questions I oh, do you? you wouldn't
0: do anyway <laughs> no uh, so you're you're not part of the education system you're independent of that absolutely to ensure that it's, 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 it's dealt with appropriately
1: so as an invigilator you will just simply be there as you say to maintain order make sure no um, copying is going on no cheating is going on what sort of age groups out of interest are you do you do all of the um, well, secondary
0: school. Secondary school. So uh, you do the what they call Year 11 mocks and the real exams uh, and similarly with the A-level students. Right. Uh,
1: is there, and you may or may not know this, but is there a ratio of how many invigilators to how many children? Or is it almost one invigilator and they only give you as many students as is allowed? The,
0: there is a, uh, there is a, a ratio that's um, set in stone when you're in a, a large group. But some of the invigilating, you're doing one-on-ones. Right. So I might be in a separate room with a, an individual who needs somebody who can write for him or who right. can read in certain areas. You've got to know what you can and can't read. You can't, if it's a maths exam, you can't interpret the si- the symbols for them. No. But there's a, a, I think it's called a JCHQ, forgive me if i got the, indiv- if the the letters wrong, but it's a booklet which identifies all, all the, what what an invigilator can do. And that should be with you uh, on hand when you're in the exam room.
1: Thinking of a more standard invigilator rather than looking at the special needs, um, in general and this is probably where they would start you, it's basically just walking into a bog-standard situation. Um, Are you as invigilator responsible for starting their time, telling them to turn So there is no teacher or anybody else of authority in the classroom. They wouldn't be
0: allowed to. They can come in and introduce the yes. children to make sure you've got the right candidates. But yes. They can't take any involvement. No. So you set the room up accordingly. Right. So you've got okay. to have the, the, the desks will be positioned so yes, far apart. Yes, I
1: think apart. They have to be is it like a metre apart. Or a metre or 25 yes. or whatever. Yes.
0: And that's already done for you. Yes. But you have the signage, yes. making sure that's in place. You're responsible for holding on to those exam papers and putting them out on the tables. You might have a varied group in there, so some, some children will be doing a different exam to others. Right. You've got the start times, the finish times, you work out whether they've got extra time yes. and you're responsible for that and starting the exam process, telling them what they can and can't do, what yes. they can have on them yes. and ensuring that that's the case as they enter into the room.
1: How many years have you been doing this, Charles? I mean, as in the first t- I mean, did you feel a bit, I would feel a bit nervous, I think, the first time.
0: Yeah, very much so, but there are other invigilators there that you can talk to, uh, and obviously there's uh, an exams officer yes. who will give you the, give instructions and assist mm. you, yes. uh, and there's a lot of training as well.
1: So what th- training do you, are you required to do to, A, walk into a school as an adult in a juvenile situation and B, what specific training for being an invigilator? Uh,
0: right, I mean obviously you need to be DBS checked which means going through police records to make sure you've, you know, you're a sound character. And uh, do
1: they pay for that or do you have to come in with your DBS check?
0: They they pay for that, you give them their details. There, yes. is, there is a rolling, you can have it on a rolling basis where there's two, I'm not Quite no, sure. don't worry about All the right.
1: specifics of it, but, but, but yes, I mean, as a teacher here, we have to be DBS checked. Yeah, and, but um, I don't have to
0: apply each year so long no. as I've been in that process. Yes. Um, and they store that, it's sent to you, you, ha- you hold that record, but they have access to it.
1: Yes, so that's, that's the first hurdle, if you like. You need to have a clean DBS yeah, check. check. Yes. Right, so assuming That goes through smoothly that goes through smoothly, then they invite you in for additional training or it was a few
0: years back there was yeah, there was additional training one on one. There's a, but they also you have to do on a regular update basis. Yes. So policies and procedures for the particular school you've got yes. to know about. Yes. So they'll send that out to you and a lot of that's done online, but each year they'll have something like a uh, keeping children safe in education. They'll give additional courses which you access through various websites and you have to complete them and you have to get 100% in some of those uh, tests that follow on. You can do it as many times as you like. Yes. It just takes you a bit longer to make sure you get it correct.
1: Sure. Okay, no, so that's interesting. So, yes, um, you have to to complete the annual training like you do in so many jobs just to make sure you're both your knowledge is um, up-to-date and indeed the school has has, has got the, the appropriate information for you. Yeah. So, you're in the classroom, or you're in the exam room I should say, and you are being an invigilator, you are checking the timings, um, potentially giving them a countdown towards the end, you say 15 minutes before the end or something? Five, five minutes before normally, Five yeah. minutes, so that they, they know, okay. Um, what makes you do this is it enjoyable is it fulfilling is it rewarding what is the carrot that keeps you going back
0: of all, all the work i do because i do various jobs it's the one which can be rewarding uh, particularly when you're dealing with uh, the the children i deal with that then they come from varied backgrounds to ensure that they realize there's a level of discipline but you're not there as an enemy you're there to help and support them as best you can so I find it more interesting the more I have to do because the, the times when you're sat there and just monitoring the, the way the kids are behaving, uh, which most of the time they're, they're fine, I find quite tedious because I'm more hands-on. So, I, but it gives you opportunities to sit and reflect and, on other aspects of your life whilst you're waiting for the exam to finish. But. Um,
1: because you do have to have your eyes open oh, of watching you do. them all we, the time, you can't you kind can't of do, other work. do marking or no, do something, no absolutely. You, obviously
0: you haven't got emo- access to your mobile phones and you're there just to instill, ensure that the process yes. is, is going through properly. So it
1: can be a little bit tedious or Very boring so. if nothing yeah. is going on. If you've got
0: long exams and you're not having an active involvement, you're not yes. reading, scribing yes. and you don't have anything to do same for the children yes if they if they're not able to uh, finish the exam or they finish early they've got to sit there in silence for maybe an hour two hours yes uh, and they tend to fidget
1: (laughs) yes um so have you encountered any sort of problems i mean or if there is a problem do you have a point of call you know that you can go to or if you don't have access to your mobile phone you obviously can't phone anyone how do you get word out? Would
0: you know? Oh, you, you, you take your mobile phone out with you. Right. So you can access the exams uh, officer right. who can come in and as- assist you. Right. You uh, can get head to the department or whatever is required. Right. But you wouldn't have that permanently on. You won't refer to it, you'll only use it for that purpose. I'm with you. So, right. and, and as I say, there will be invariably especially even in, in the main hall or something like that there may be three or four invigilators right, okay. so one of you can leave because they yes. might the children might have toilet breaks yes. or they you know they might have forgotten something or there might be a query that you need to right. address in the, in the paper but you can't give any advice to the children direct uh, in relation to what questions to answer how long to spend on each question That's uh, all forbidden. Yes you're uh, not there yeah. in an
1: advisory capacity. Um, My understanding of invigilating is that there's certain times of the year when there are exams. I mean, there's ad hoc exams, I know, but in general, exams come, let's say, in January and then um, May through to June or something like that. So, would you say it's quite a seasonal job or could you be doing this all day, every day?
0: I wouldn't want to do it all day every day (laughs) for sure and it is seasonal but the the goodness the good side about it is it's flexible you can you can choose which exams to work I will only work if I it's not viable for me to go there just for a short morning exam I'd go there for the full day Yes. uh, because you only get paid for when you're working and
1: so, are you sort of emailed a timetable or something and says this is when we need invigilators and you respond to that exactly is that you,
0: know, you fill in when when you want to make yourself available right uh, and if you have a relationship with the with the exams officer she'll know, she or he will know exactly what suits your needs and try and do the best to Perfect. accommodate everybody
1: so, so i'm going to ask a tricky one here how do you get paid so it's it's only very intermittent this money so it's not something you could potentially yep think of as an income on a weekly or monthly basis, it's going to be maybe, maybe two or three times a year, potentially, yep. ha- what happens from there? Mm-hmm. Are you you re- have to invoice them. Right, so, you invoice them. Yeah,
0: and this is partly why I'm doing the current course, right. because uh, I was doing it on my phone as best I could uh, with different sorts of software and finding it very difficult to update. Right. Um, yeah. But since then I've actually got a laptop and I, I can create an appropriate document now right, and send it yes. through, but yeah, you you have to send it in before the uh, first week of the month in order to be paid by the end of the month. Right. Uh, but that doesn't always happen.
1: No. So, for argument's sake, if you didn't, if you worked several days within June, you would put your invoice in by, for argument's sake, the seventh of July, yep. and then you get potentially paid, yeah. get paid by the end of that's, July. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And
0: After it's been verified by the exams officer and the head of department, yes, it Yes, uh, you, 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 you can't sure. just put what you fancy. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, So it's, it's going to go through the. I'm, I'm actually quite impressed. It could even all be done in three weeks, to be honest, yeah. because that it's quite a, a lengthy kind of verification process yep. that that would go through. But that that's great. Um, so you just have to put your own invoice in. Um, and because we are talking about relatively small amounts of money, yep. it's probably not going to impact, it's not, you're not going to have to worry about your own sort of tax and things like that. If you did, would you do that through an accountant or you do work that Well, way? I did
0: because of various jobs I had in addition to that. Yes. I don't now, literally this year is the first year that I've decided to do my own tax return. Right. Um, I have to do a self-assessment. Yes. But I, when the invoice goes through, I don't pay national insurance contributions on that, but I do pay uh, income tax. Oh, they just automatically, of, automatically, automatically take it suffer, for you. Yeah, so re-
1: sometimes, potentially, you could be getting a tax rebate rather than paying tax. <laughs>
0: have yet to get a tax rebate. <laughs>
1: okay, we'll gloss over that one. <laughs> yes, no, I was just, you know, just yeah thinking how it would work potentially. So it, it, they are almost putting you on a PAYE then and yeah. they are taking the money from you. Um, and then, yes, maybe with your other jobs, it kind of balances yeah. out. Um, so just quickly, as I, I I do admire you, Charles, because um, you have kind of lots of little jobs you do rather than one big job, which I, I personally love because I'm, I'm the same. I, I struggle mm. to do the same thing every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you do your invigilating on an as and when basis. Yeah. Give me a flavor for something else that you might do to fill your valuable time.
0: Well, right, well, I work, uh, I work at a castle right. uh, as a, what they call sort of visitor operations staff which is basically hospitality. So So I could work... visitors
1: operational staff. Operational staff. Right. Um,
0: But I did that in order to earn some income to do direct sales when I was doing that. Right. But, and also I did it in order to do, they they have an acting group there at the castle who are employed uh, for events like Christmas, whereby they'll have Actors and Elves and Mother Christmas, Father Christmas. I specifically wanted to be Father Christmas at Eva Castle. Right. Yeah. So having, had, having done it before at a garden centre which a friend of mine used to run. Right. Uh,
1: so your alarm bells ro- ring for me with things like being Father Christmas now, so presumably again one needs to be DBS checked, is there yep. anything else? Is there again a list of procedures or is it sort of pretty much common sense?
0: It's, it's common sense but there's a, well being Father Christmas is, I find it very very tiring but extremely rewarding, it makes my Christmas because every, every child is different, every parent is different, you might have a little bit of a script to work to but you're thinking on your feet the whole yes, time yes. and you've got loads of things to get through in a short space of time because yes. it's hugely oversubscribed.
1: So, so you, do you are you given a certain amount of minutes with each?
0: Effectively, that depends on the size of the group, the number right, of children, right? Uh, and obviously, in that time, you you experience all different things happen, yes. And you've got to give them a, appropriate time to have a photograph taken, the age-related appropriate present given to them, uh, cater for their needs, show them what to do, and uh, all all within a short space of time.
1: Yes, I think things have changed. A l- I mean. We have to initially point out that the real Father Christmas is in the North Pole actually doing his job, so he doesn't have time to be in all of these garden centres and all of these castles at the same time. So
0: can I just add I am the real Father Christmas?
1: (laughs) So special, special people are um, gathered. You have to be a very special person to be a temporary Father Christmas, but the real one is in the north pole with his real elves and anybody that is in any of the garden centers or castles or wherever um, are very kind people that are helping father christmas
0: they're Um, sustaining that magic yes absolutely you
1: are so sustaining that magic um and Again, you know, as you say, you are having to think on your feet because different things are coming up and you are going to have to be politically correct. There's only so much, I assume, that you can say or do in that role. Um, and they, they give you presumably sacks of male, female, age or something to pick the presents from, do they? Or...
0: Uh, yeah, there's various, there's no difference between the sexes, right. uh, but there are for the ages. Right. And you've got to obviously work out, find out who the children are and get. It's, it's making the experience special for the children and for yes. the parents, which is yes. different. Yes. Uh, but making it fun and, and it'll depend on how old the child is.
1: Yes. And I, I, what I was going to go on to say was when I was a child, The queue went round the buildings, you know, you could be queuing for six hours. Um, I was very privileged that my mum always used to take me to Harrods and we knew the queue would be, we'd get there in the morning and we'd be lucky if we saw Santa in the afternoon. But I know these things have become far more um, automated now where, where, again, one needs digital skills (laughs) to go online and book your place. Sometimes these queues open in August and by September or October, all of the slots are gone, which is... Um well,
0: at Hever, they're open for two days in September,
1: yes. in
0: September, and they're fully booked. Gosh, So you can't get in. No. Uh, so, you, um, It normally goes straight to the an- annual members to start off with, and then it goes out yes. to the general public. Yes. Uh, and there's, there's, there's so many... Uh, spaces that get yeah. filled so quickly. So
1: quickly. Yes, I've heard this of a lot of places mm. that, you know, it just fills up immediately, which yep. in one way I find sad because I think it, the magic of Christmas, you know, sometimes parents aren't, thinking that far in advance and it's difficult but it does at least manage the crowds doesn't it you cannot have people standing for hours on end can no. you? So it's, I mean it's
0: very professional there's no, there is hardly any waiting time yes. and you, they have cut off so you've mm. got to be there and yes. ready and prepared and there's a uh, there's loads of other things that they get involved in at the grotto Lovely. there'll be workshops there'll be te- there'll be actors working on the trail yes. it's it, there's lights there's and things going on it's not just Santa but that's the icing on the cake that's the, absolutely
1: yeah. it is the icing on the cake isn't it yes I think but again as I say it does draw me back to this this thought that digital skills have become so integral in our lives now that um, just being able to book for it potentially pay for it online and now with dual authentication, it can be quite complicated. You try and put your credit card in, and it says that it's gonna send you a text or an email. You've got to flip to that, find the code, put it in. Things are can be quite complicated, especially maybe if English isn't your first language, and this whole experience is something quite alien to you. Yeah. It can be quite a hot skip and a jump to get to that point, can't it? That, Very much um, so so yes it's it's very interesting how our lives have, have changed over the years so you um, you do a bit of invigilating which is working with children and you do some of this acting that that's working with children yeah. so it's um, it, it's all of these little ad hoc things I guess sort of build up to you know potentially a few hours a week or however much you want to work does it or
0: at the moment. Or are
1: you still looking for more little add-on jobs?
0: (laughs) I have other add-on jobs but I'm definitely trying to get my work balance better for the new year. Yes. So uh, hospitality invariably works anti-social hours because it's the social time for other people. Yes. Um, But I want to get my work-life balance sorted so that I reduced the number of hours I'm, I'm yes, working, yes. and it's working more for me. Which I have done it. Just, just so happens, obviously leading up to Christmas. Obviously, with Santa, I'll be very busy. Yes, and uh,
1: presumably in January there will be some mock exams that you might be. Doing. Later on in, yes, yes. In,
0: in February, oh, February. Uh, and I have to wait until my, one of my other jobs is uh, a sort of landscaping gardening job, which obviously is for the finer weather because yes. I prefer working outside.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm in huge awe of you, Charles, because I do think that. Having lots of little jobs whilst it can be it can be a little bit more sort of anxiety inducing for some people if they've got a mortgage or rent to pay and bills to pay, not quite having a regular salary every month can be a huge worry. Yep. but um, if you've had you know permanent employment for many years and potentially there'll be a pension attached to that which gives you sort of security for the future then what a lovely way to lead your life. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> To do all these different things. And yeah. say, it just feeds different parts of our soul, really, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly,
0: so that's what life's yeah, all about, yeah. enjoyment.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it is, definitely. it is. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking to me, Charles. I've really, really enjoyed thank that. You. Thank you so much, bye-bye. Cheers, bye-bye. For help with all your job searching needs, do visit one of our digital drop-in venues. On a Monday, we are open 12.30 to 3.30 p.m. at our Poveris Centre. And on a Tuesday, we are open 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at our Kentwood Centre. In our sessions, we offer free use of computers for job searching, advice on creating a winning CV, plus lots of short training courses to gain skills in the digital world.
0: This podcast has been produced by Bromley Adult Education College. For full details of how we can support your return to work, visit our website www.baec.ac.uk and search for Digital job. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of new episodes.